This is a special edition of the Law Enforcement Today show, broadcasting from Washington, D.C. at the Federation for American Immigration Reform's annual Hold Their Feet to the Fire Radio Row event. I'm one of about 70 radio shows here, and we're doing it from the top floor overlooking the U.S. Capitol building outdoors, so you hear background noise, you hear traffic noise, you hear lots of people in the background, and we are here talking about the American immigration crisis, the border crisis, how people are impacted by it, so enjoy the special episode of Law Enforcement Today show. Welcome to the Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired police sergeant. For the latest news articles and much more, check out our website, letradioshow.com. In the Law Enforcement Today show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, first responders, their families, their community, and victims of horrendous crimes. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Our page is Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Check out the daily articles on our website, letradioshow.com. And while you're there, download our free app. Hi, this is a very special edition of the Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. We are broadcasting from the 8th floor overlooking the Capitol Building at 400 East Capitol Street in Washington, D.C. You're going to hear traffic noise or hear other people in the background. And it's kind of a nice open air environment. It's very unusual. This is the Federation for American Immigration Reforms annual Hold Their Feet to the Fire Radio Row event. I'm very thrilled to be a guest. Joining us, we have Sheriff A.J. Lauderback from Texas, Jackson County, Texas. While he recognizes one of the nation's foremost and most colorful experts, we'll find out about that. Working in the country's busiest human trafficking corridors. And we're here talking about your agency, what you're experiencing, and obviously there's a huge problem at the southern border with out-of-control immigration policies. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not an expert. I don't know what's going on. I go by what the news media tells me, but none of this makes sense to me. Doesn't me- doesn't measure up at all. Well, Jay, listen, uh, thank you for, and law enforcement today for, for coming here, uh, willing to talk to us, providing a message format for us where we can inform the American public on exactly what's happening and what we're seeing. And, and uh, you know, I think the start of, of, of all this from the, the change in policies that, uh, that are impacting not just Texas, but uh, all of my law enforcement partners and the, the different agencies in the different states here that are, that are affected by the, the Biden administration policies that took effect in January of 20. The the uh, the net effect of of, uh, of doing this. I've, I've been in this business for in this particular lane with with um, the immigration issue and border security issue for three presidents now. So I, I think it's important for the American public to understand that the the vision of an open border concept by the current administration by the Biden administration is is very destructive to Texas and the other states. So if you want to explore the rise of the cartel, if you want to ex- explore the, the, uh, the exponential rise of all of the issues that, that plague typical law enforcement day-to-day on a 24-hour-a-day cycle, then you have that uh, unique to, to uh, the expansion of a more open border vision by this administration has created uh, all the things that we've seen before when this, when this type of thing has happened. So whether it's a bailout, 
whether it's additional stolen vehicles, mainly trucks in Texas because the seats are removed and they're used to haul narcotics and humans, whether it's stolen license plates off of people's vehicles, whether it's parking lots at their homes, uh, whether it's uh, whether it's foreign nationals that are that are that busted through your fence at night and are loose on your property. Uh, whether or not your your kids can't go home from school at, at, at four o'clock because without an escort because you're you're concerned and worried about the last bailout and, and who is on your property, these uh, these things um, all relate to, to to what we're getting into, the, the the strength of the cartel, the the additional fentanyl, the additional narcotics that come. I'm on the geographically I'm located between Houston and Corpus, the number one human trafficking corridor into into Harris County. The number one. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I don't think people really grasp what human trafficking is all about. And the media portrays this as people looking for a better way of life. And I get that. And that, I understand that. I want to be a, I love being an American citizen. I love the opportunities we have. I get all that. But that's not the reality of the entire situation, is it? When you say number one human smuggling and trafficking, you got narcotics. It's all being controlled by cartels. you got violence. And it's a lot of crime. I don't think people understand that. Well, we're here to help, and again, thank you for being here to, to do this, but uh, and, and to help us inform the public about what we what, what we actually have to deal with. So everything that we do uh, since since the Biden administration took office is has been plussed up. So whether it's calls for service, whether it's um, uh, any number of things that have happened, the 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 fentanyl, the the methamphetamine. We have no longer in Texas do we have actual cooks who are cooking methamphetamine. It's all coming from Mexico. It's all coming from the cartel. They can mass produce it in, in Mexico with with uh, without any problem whatsoever. No no federal uh, government involvement over there, and and so we we have a uh, a huge amount. I think DEA reported already seven million fentanyl pills uh, had already been confiscated this year alone. Forty percent of those are are, are are lethal doses. The the amount of, uh, of of our youth that are dying from fentanyl overdoses is phenomenal. It, it, it's unbelievable. This is a direct result of an empowered cartel that sees an opportunity every point in time. We're talking about a, a, a group of uh, a criminal organization that is so efficient, so powerful, so much resource. Um, they're fundamentally uh, a, a business model that most Americans have no idea of the strategy, the technology, their ability to move quickly, change routes, uh, one phone call to change a hundred loads. You're looking at you're looking at people who who uh, are very good at what they do uh, in criminality, and and so law enforcement doesn't operate that way. No, we we're operating agency by agency by agency. We still have a cartel that years later is still not a terrorist organization. They have wrought so much damage. You can't you can't imagine. No one can count the 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 damage and the chaos and the carnage that the cartel has wrought upon the United States. You tell me why they're not a terrorist organization. I can't answer that question. I know they are. You know they are. We know the kind of damage and the devastation they do to families all across the board. And well, for example, people still glorify Pablo Escobar. There's a certain members of our population that do. They lose sight of the fact that he blew up an airplane full of innocent people. He killed thousands of people, him and his organization. The cartels do this daily. And it doesn't matter if it's your son, my daughter, doesn't matter where in the United States. I've had guests on from North Carolina, New Jersey, Maryland, talking about how the southern border, the cartels are impacting their communities in areas they never had to deal with stuff like this before. 
you're a lot closer to it. So people think, ah, you know, Texas, that's a long ways from me. It's not my backyard. Why should I care? Well, it's in your neighborhood, too. It's a short travel route. That's the thing there. I don't think people understand, Sheriff, is, listen, I, when I was a street cop in Baltimore, if we, it was rare you had a kilo of anything on the street. Very rare. Uh, lots of violence and small amounts of drugs. When I worked at DEA, we had larger seizures. I know of road patrol deputies. They're doing car stops, interdicting, and they're getting thousands of, of fentanyl pills. They're getting thousands of doses of methamphetamine. They're getting multi-kilos off of traffic stops. This was unheard of before. And I, like a lot of Americans, think, ah, Texas, you know, that's a long ways away. It doesn't impact me. I really don't understand what you, your agency is going through. How big is that? You know, I uh, I, tell, I tell people uh, every day uh, because a large portion of the public who who knows what we do um, and sees that the citizens of Jackson County and the surrounding counties around us, and, and we have a very strong group of sheriffs uh, on the Gulf Coast. And uh, we all work very well together, uh, but we're still agencies. We all have budgets, and we're all limited in what we can do. And I tell people to keep their head up uh, and, and, and keep fighting about it um, and, and, and keep doing what we're paid to do and what we've, uh, you know, took a, took a uh, oath to do. But these, um, these times, um, you know, even as, as trying as they are, uh, I, I think we're making a difference. Uh, I, I only know one way in, in my cohorts in law enforcement, uh, and you were, you were thanks for serving uh, and doing the time that you did and your service to, to Baltimore. But uh, these things, uh, I mean, that's what we do. That's what we have to do. We don't have any other choice in this matter. The, the politics of, of, uh, of an international border are, are beyond comprehension. We're going to take a short break. We're talking with yeah. Sheriff A.J. Lauterbach. This is the Law Enforcement Today show broadcasting from the 8th floor of the 400 East Capitol Building in Washington, D.C. Lots of outside noise. It's wonderful. we got so much more to talk about. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The place to be online is our Facebook page. Do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today radio show. You'll get access to unique news articles, editorials, and so much more. That's Law Enforcement Today radio show on Facebook. Miss an episode of Law Enforcement Today? You don't have to anymore because now you can listen to it on Podopolo, the free new app that makes listening anytime, anywhere so easy. Catch up on shows you've missed and chat with John J. Wiley right there too. Download for free on the Apple or Google Play stores. That's Podopolo. And John J. Wiley wants to hear from you inside Podopolo. Return conversation with Sheriff A.J. Lauterbach from Jackson County, Texas. It's on the Gulf Coast of Texas. And we're here talking about crime, impacts of the, the border crisis, immigration problems, all these things. And what I really like about the conversation, Sheriff, is you're talking from the aspect of boots on the ground, what people actually see. And the news media doesn't tell them that. And I tell people this all the time. The news media is not required to tell you facts. They're not required to tell you truth. They are there to sell spaces for advertisers so they want to get more eyeballs on their show more ears on a radio show whatever it might be the truth doesn't really matter so if you hear it somewhere else doesn't mean it's the truth and a perfect example is and we'll go back to your conversation in a moment 
The news media and politicians created the problem in Del Rio, Texas. And what they did to deflect, just like any con man would do, is they turn around and say they created a scenario that's a lie about border agents whipping people to deflect from what's going on, from a situation they created. And that really makes me angry. Well, it should. It should make uh, it should make Americans uh, angry at the conduct of this of this uh, Biden administration. A hallmark, it seems, uh, and one of the key foundational aspects of the Biden administration is, is lying. Uh, I, I I listened to uh, our our director of Homeland Security. Now, this is a man in charge of our national security. This is a man that's in charge of, of the largest law enforcement agencies in the United States. This is a person that's, that uh, should be honorable. Uh, believable. And, and, and believable. Uh, and we, we have a person who is neither. We, we, have, a, we have a man in office that um, will, will stand there in front of the American public in the position that he holds of national security prominence. Our national security with a foreign country is dependent upon this man's actions. And, and, and yet he will lie to us and tell us the border is secure. Now, the credibility of that in our profession, as you were, you're a retired police officer, and, and imagine the, the, the impact. I mean, this is, this is a abhorrent behavior from a person uh, who should remove himself immediately from office because he will not secure the border. And I, I'll, tell you, I'll give you another piece of information that's interesting. Alejandro Mayorkas was number two man in charge of Department of Homeland Security. Under the Obama administration, under Jay Johnson, who was the director of Homeland Security at that time. If you'll go back historically and look, you'll see that, that Jay Johnson, under the Obama administration, had a much more secure border than what we have today. Yeah. Under the number two man, who is now the director of Homeland Security. So you have a gentleman who knows how to secure the border. He's oh, already done it. And yet, is no longer willing to be honorable enough... To tell the president or the administrator or the senior advisor, whoever's telling the president or whoever's saying uh, uh, to, to uh, Director Mayorkas on what to do, I can't do that. That's going to endanger Texans and it's going to endanger Americans. And I'm not doing that. And take the consequences of that. That's honor. And, the and that's a, that's professional law enforcement are today. Dying. That's the thing that that <laughs> we had a death last through. week. We had a dump body last week in Jackson County. You know, and my heart goes out to the family members. I, I remember telling people that one of the hardest things I had to do as a street cop is we get a, a, a call, call the dispatcher. They didn't put it over the radio. said, you have to go see Mr. and Mrs. Brown. I let them know that 23-year-old son was killed in a car accident in Ohio. And you get to the death notification in person. And I was 22, Sheriff. I, did, I thought I knew what was going on. And I'm trying to tell these people your son's been killed. That is crushing to do. To be on scene when you have people dying... It takes a toll on all your first responders, your EMTs, everybody else, all the witnesses. This is an impact that comes from D.C. It affects communities all across the United States, and people don't seem to care. I know the media doesn't tell the truth. How is it? I know it's impacting you guys greatly because you're so close to it. But part of my heart bleeds because I took that oath just like you do, that I'll do everything I can to protect your life and the life of your children. Even if... At the, it, even at the expense of my own. And to tell them you couldn't do that. And when we made a mistake, 
we got called out on it. And when I, I had to learn by saying, yeah, I messed up and, and mea culpa. Unlike these administrators, they don't seem to do that. Bureaucrats don't do that. And they don't care that people are dying. No, it's reprehensible conduct. I, you know, it's 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 hard to to even comprehend. Uh, really, if someone if someone sat down and actually thought about uh, the policies and, and the vision of this administration and, and their conduct with with uh, uh, with American lives and American property and American policy um, throughout the world, this has world. I mean, we have 165 countries coming into this into the into the United States through Texas alone. This is just through Texas. Yeah. So uh, these are these are monumental uh, decisions uh, by by an administration that um, uh, is not standing in the best interest of American public at all, and certainly not for law enforcement at all. So law and I, order so is, is not part of what they're what they're here. Could you imagine a world where we didn't have law enforcement officers doing what they do? And I, I know from talking with sheriffs throughout the United States, police commissioners, police chiefs state police, you name it, they're having tremendous problems recruiting the best of the best. I don't want the B team showing up when I call 911. I know you don't want the B team working for you. Retaining people that have lots of options, how difficult is it for you to recruit and retain really good? And by the way, these law enforcement officers, they're the best people I know. I, I've not met, we're not overwhelmed with corrupt cops. I don't know where people get that idea from, but it's not true. Well, Jay, we have, it's, it's, it's no secret. We have a systemic failure uh, in loss of people. Uh, I mean, they're fleeing this, this, our, our, uh, our industry, the law enforcement industry in the United States. Uh, people want no part of that. And they certainly don't want a part of a, of a, uh, of a, of a system in the federal uh, under this administration. I mean, you or I couldn't work for them. No. I mean, that would be a compromise of honor. Uh, it would be a professional law enforcement officer looking at it saying, you're asking me to do what? That's illegal. That should be illegal. That's immoral. It's inappropriate. I can't do that. It harms people to do what you're doing. And so I can't, I can't do that. I can, I can no longer. I can't work for you. I'll find somebody I can work for, but I can't work for you and your policies. And that's what, uh, I mean, many of the folks are, I mean, it's systemic. It's, it's throughout our industry and it has been for some time. You were telling people right now how real it is. You're telling people the difficulties you face. And you've been no stranger in law enforcement. You've been doing this a long time. Yes, sir. Day or two. And it's always been a difficult job. It's never been an easy job. But it seems as if they are ratcheting up the flame and making it more and more impossible. And I don't know what the end result is. I don't. Part of me thinks I know why politicians do this. But it makes me wonder why. And do they know the outcome or how bad the outcome would be if just the human tragedy, if they have more people desert this occupation? You know, philosophically, we, we uh, you know, we tackle these questions. I don't I don't mind tackling the, the, the issues, the, the, the border issue, the vision of an of an open border concept here in the United States. Does that lead to a permanent majority? I don't know. I, 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 surely, um, I, I believe it has to play a role in the decisions uh, on the Biden administration that they that uh, that would have to be considered. The um, the other aspect on on uh, you know what why why they're doing uh, why they have, uh, have defunded why they've demeaned uh, why that, that why they never pass up a chance ever 
uh, from the left to denigrate, demean, demoralize, uh, and do whatever they can to destroy a law enforcement concept for law and order in this country. So, I, you know, I don't understand that. It's hard for me to fathom um, what a key fundamental that is for a political party to, to continually come after law enforcement and coddle criminals. Sure, but, Father Buck, uh, I appreciate your service, and thanks thank for you. being a guest on the show. Very much appreciate it. Absolutely, Jay. I'd like to thank our guests so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today radio show. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is a nationally syndicated radio show broadcast on numerous stations once a week and growing. If you enjoyed the podcast version of the show, please do me a big favor. Tell a friend. I'll be back in just a couple days with a brand new episode of the Law Enforcement Today radio show and podcast. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya. We'll be right back.